Welcome to the state preview edition of the Mo Mouthfoot podcast. I am one of your hosts, Connor Underwood. I'm joined today by the Mo Mouthfoot webmaster, Kyle Deacon. Hello. And also the co host of this podcast, Wade Schmidt. Howdy. All right. And today is mostly going to be a preview for state, not so much a preview for districts because that would just be way too long. You know, we're, even though we're not uh, too afraid of doing too long of a podcast that you might have seen last week. Uh, we're going to try to keep this one point a little bit shorter than two and a half hours. Yeah, shout out uh, Brian Peake for uh, making it all the way through the we, podcast. We had at least one. Agreement. <laughs> That's the only one who told me. So okay, hey. if you did too, let us know. All right. Uh, shout out to Brian. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to go ahead and get started with Class 1 Girls. And Wade has got that covered. Wade, you go ahead. All right. So... The biggest storyline from Class 1 Girls so far is Alexis Workman did not run at districts, and um, Kyle has told us that she has a stress fracture and will be out. So that's going to champion quite a bit. But So now it's looking like Ashley Riley of South Nottoway will be our individual champion. Her season best of 1918 is better than Andre Maggart's by a little over a minute. I think Maggard of St. Joe Christian will come in second. Um, Ashley Riley was sixth last year, but she was behind um, six seniors and Julia McIntyre of New Haven, who also did not run at districts. So I think she's a pretty solid choice to win this uh, state title. But in third, I have Lexi Elmore of West Platte, followed by Emma Doerr of Mountain City and Emma McIntyre of New Haven and Emma Humfeld of Calvary Lutheran. So it'll be interesting to see which of those three Emmas um, wins that little title of best class one Emma. And then Olivia Lebrier of Blue Eye and Kaylee Lake of Liberal. Number nine, Autumn Alden, School of Ozark. Katie Holtz, Katie Kilholz of Chamoy rounds out my top ten um, individual girls for the state class one meet. And as far as the team competition goes, New Haven took a bit of a hit um, when Julie McIntyre didn't run at districts. I don't know what her situation is, but even if she does not run at state, um, New Haven's still in a pretty good spot to win. They would have a predicted a predicted 102 points to West Platte's 111, so still nine points there. Not too much of a gap. Definitely overcomable by West Platte, but right now New Haven looks to take the title. If Julie McIntyre does run, obviously they would be a pretty heavy favorites. But New Haven's number five could be in front of West Platte's four. I think that would secure the title. Um, West Platte, as it says, is going to be second. And they took the matchup over St. Joseph Christian at districts. So I think they'll uh, definitely stay at number two. have St. Joe Christian, who have it number three. Um, they just have like a little bit slower split um, than West Platte. I think that's what helped West Platte to take that district title. I think that's what will keep West Platte ahead of St. Joseph Christian at state. And for that last podium spot, it's between Lutheran Kansas City and Liberal. Um, Kaylee Wolf, who's Liberal's five, um, I don't know, she has kind of a, a sketchy time. Um, so I think Reese Pullman, um, Liberal's five, I mean, Lutheran's five will beat her by a little bit and help Lutheran to take that title. I mean, take that Fourth qual that fourth podium spot. 
<laughs> Wait, do you think there's um, any chance that uh, Hermitage could sneak in there, or do you think they're pretty well out of the mix? Um, I think there's always a chance for anything at State. Um, I'm always surprised by the results every single year, so I definitely wouldn't put them out of it, but obviously I like my choices a lot better. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah, Hermitage, uh, like, Always seems to be a solid team, last one. Mm-hmm. Does seem that way. Yeah, I had, I had, uh, I had New Haven one. I yeah, they probably sat out Julia McIntyre. She hasn't really been having a great season uh, compared to what I, you know, I, I thought she was going to have coming into it. Like, not even, not even close to where I thought she would be. Um, I got St. Joseph Christian second. Uh, Audrey Magger was actually very close to Ashley Riley on. Um, on Saturday in, in District 8. And then I actually have Hermitage third and Lutheran Kansas City fourth. So that's my fourth. Yeah. And yeah, I think actually Riley's going to take it. I actually have Emma Durr ahead of Maggard uh, in my rankings last week, but I think I'd probably put Maggard ahead of Emma Durr. I'd probably put her third. Uh, what's crazy is that my top five girls are all from District 8. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was noticing last week when I previewed uh, District 8, that they're just absolutely stacked. I mean, the at that before districts, the top five, uh, or sorry, not top five, but five of the top seven runners time wise were from District Eight. So that's pretty nuts. Right. Yeah, my top four was from there, and I just kind of left them the way they finished. So I didn't really get too creative yeah. or sophisticated standings. But... Yep. All right. Any other thoughts on Class Two girls? Or sorry, Class One girls. Uh, yeah, it'll be it'll definitely be interesting to see which which uh, which Julia McIntyre shows up. Um, because she was like my runaway favorite to win this year, and you know that's that's like the biggest storyline so far. But mm-hmm. um, For sure. yeah, I think uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see which which uh, which McIntyre shows up. I think Ashley Riley's going to run away though. You know, I think I think it's going to mm-hmm. be I think it's going to be a pretty clear win. Um, I think I, she she was probably just chilling at districts. I think because that was her. I think that was her first time over twenty or second time over twenty this year. So really, wow. Yeah, yeah and they, they race a lot too. So. Yeah, looking at Julia McIntyre, she she raced a lot up up to about September twenty third, and she wasn't you know she wasn't quite up to what her what her previous times would expect you to believe she would be at. So it looks like they may have shut her down for about a month and brought her back at Four Rivers Conference, which is October seventeenth, and then again you know she ran a twenty two fourteen, you know where last year she ran like a twenty one seventeen, so she did about a minute off from what she, her last one it was. So I don't know quite. Exactly what's going on there, but it seems like it's it's been a tough season for. Her. Yeah, I can only I can only imagine that she probably got injured. Yeah, over the summer or something like that because yeah, yeah, I mean, she's she's way better than what she's been doing. Anything else? And we do have sixteen teams though. Yeah, I was uh, I was saying that before. Uh, I was I was a little scared that we wouldn't have sixteen teams going, but we do this year. Shout out Bakersfield for finding a fifth in District Three. <laughs> yeah, there were a few two team districts, but. No, t- no one team. That's all we need. Just get off we did it, guys. There. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> season with a victory. All right. Well, there's nothing else. I'll move on to Class 2 girls where we have the girl that we've been talking about all year, Allie Gibbs, um, is, for me, the runaway favorite of this race. Um, yeah. I mean, she has an 18-17 on the year, which was at that crazy fast uh, – uh, what was the course called? Uh, it was Vienna, right? Vienna, yeah. And that crazy fast Vienna course, 
But uh, still, she has had some awesome races. Beat Brianna Haller at uh, Capital City at Conference. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Or at, and, and districts, yeah. So, um, you know, she beat her three times, kind of really cemented her place as that top girl in uh, Class 2. But that does put uh, Brianna Haller for my number two. And, and but I do have these separated into tiers, as I like to do. I am going to put Brianna Haller in that alley, in Allie Gibbs in the same tier. Not necessarily because I think that Brianna is like going to um, beat her or even be close to her, really, but just that there's, you know, whenever you have a girl coming off three uh, cross country state championships in the last three years, you can't just say the door is closed on her to win this thing. But yeah, so I do have her in the same tier, but not super close. I'm just saying there's probably like a what, like 10, 25% chance maybe that she um, gets to pull out the victory. Yeah, so in District 4, she, they, it was actually a lot closer than um, it has been in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was only 27 seconds behind her this time, and Kendall was right with Rihanna. Yeah, so both of those girls were less than 30 seconds behind Allie Gibbs, which seems like it seems like still a lot, but compared to what it has been, that's, that's pretty dang good. Yeah, and so there's a lot of stuff at work there, you know, maybe – Allie Gibbs kind of secured the victory pretty early and, you know, put on the brakes a little bit. But, you know, I, I don't want to ascribe too much to anything that I don't know about. But, yeah, it was, it was very encouraging to see Kendall Huller right next to Brianna Huller in a race that doesn't seem uh, Brianna was had too much motivation to not go all out on. Yeah, I mean, they definitely want to um, take it easy, rest, because – I mean, and you're, you're going to get into your teams here in a second, but I think it's pretty obvious that they're going to win. Um, yeah. I don't think there's any surprises. Sorry for stealing your thunder, I guess. <laughs> no, no thunder. <laughs> just a nice calm rain. Yeah, I think uh, I think that anybody listening to this podcast who knows anything about Class 2 knows that um, Fatima is probably going to win by a lot, too. Uh, yeah. I mean, they had, four, they had four girls under 20, 40, their fourth girl was 2041 and their number five was 2115. Uh, the only other team who can say that is North Callaway, but their number five is like in the 24s. So, yeah, anyway, I'll let you, I'll let you go ahead okay. and uh, do your thing. And so that does lead me into my third girl, Kendall Huller, who is in the next tier. You know, she, I mean, with that district race, that's really impressive, only being half a second away from her sister, who we know has been awesome for the last four years. And so that's why I'm putting her third. Uh, and then I'm putting Caroline Myers, number four, um, then Kate Clot, and that's going to round out my third tier. All those girls, are, I think, can go in any order there. I wouldn't be too surprised. And then next here is Kyla Birchinger, uh, Elizabeth Wells, Alice Evans, Camille Good, and Ashley Knoll. Here's where it gets a little confusing because Camille uh, doesn't have the fastest time. Do you mean Elizabeth Weller? What? You mean Elizabeth Weller? Uh, probably. Yes. Sorry, I just I put W E L L S. So Elizabeth yeah. Weller. Yes, that's what I meant. Um, but so Camille Good uh, doesn't have the fastest PR on your season best on the on the season, but uh, she, she's currently like 16th by that uh, measure. But she had a pretty awesome district uh, where I think she got second. Uh, yeah, and so to her teammate though. To her teammate, uh, Alice Evans, I believe. Uh, and, and also beat, uh, I think, a pretty good 
who who who'd she be? I can't remember. Sorry. Like Ashley Knoll or someone like that. Yeah, she beat Knoll. Yeah, yeah Ashley Knoll. Ashley Knoll is ranked very very high, um, just by uh, season best uh, rankings. So that's why I put her up there. This whole mass, it's kind of, like I said, this is where it gets kind of confusing just because there's different girls who you know, have the higher PRs, but you got beat at districts, and it's kind of all over the place for that. Um, let's see. But yeah, so Ashley Nold had a, she's had a really good season, so that's why I was a little surprised by her uh, performance at districts, but I'm kind of predicting a bounce back, but it's hard for me to put her above Alice Evans or Camille um, after that district race. Uh, then I have in my final tier, uh, that's where I have uh, Alyssa Strumpf, the third Fatima girl in the top 11, which is, you know, I was kind of debating whether I should put her higher, put another Fatima girl in this top 15 because they are really good. Uh, then I have Jordan Heacock, who had that awesome uh, victory in, uh, in her district. Kaylee Moore, uh, Sierra Stewart, and Dalen Smouch, who... Daylin didn't have the greatest uh, district. She got, uh, I think she got beat by her sister, actually. But she did have, a, like I said, with the other girls, she did have an awesome season. So I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt here and put her in that top 15. But still a little weary about that. <clears throat> yeah, uh, any thoughts on that top 15? Uh, yeah, I think, I think the North Callaway girls are, like, the most... Uh, frustrating when I'm trying to write these articles, mm-hmm. uh, write these rankings. Cause I'm just like, I don't know which one to rank ahead of the other. Yeah. Um, Cause right now, like in my top 15, I have Dalen Schmalk at 11. I have Kaylee Moore at 13 and I have Kyla Birchinger at 14. Yeah. Um, and, and by the way, when I'm, when I'm saying these uh, rankings, um, I didn't put together my new uh, top 15 yet that will come out on, I think I'm going to put that out on Wednesday or or I'll put my predictions out either Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, my predictions are going to come out. So, um, But just going off of what I had last week, my top 15, I have Schmack 11, Kaylee Moore 13, and Birchinger 14. I think North Callaway is a really, really, really solid team, um, but they showed their weakness, and Bowling Green exposed them For sure. uh, in district. And it's just, it's just like really unfortunate because I think that – I really do think that North Callaway could beat Fatima – which is crazy wild. Yeah. But their number five is going to be like 120th. For sure. Yeah. That's where I definitely found the issue whenever I was ranking them. Yeah. Um, I put Samantha Borlochi, Borlochi from uh, Whitfield in my, in my 15 as well. Um, I, yeah. I, I knocked out Sierra Stewart and I have Borlochi in there, but um, like I said, I, I haven't updated it yet. Gotcha. Uh, did you you had Alyssa Church in there too? From uh, no, I did not have her in there. She's definitely on the bubble for me though. She is, you know, okay. whenever it's come to like the better competition, like at Capital City, she didn't have quite a great of a race. Um, you know, her two really really good uh, races of the year have come on the same course, which is you know just a little I don't know, a little something I guess. Uh, she hasn't broken. She hasn't been under twenty on any other course besides that one. So. True. And she got eighth at district, so mm-hmm. hard for me to put her without a little bit more consistency there. But you know, she's pretty young, so I think she's definitely someone to look forward to going uh, going forward. Right? Yeah, that's that's definitely something that's going to be taken into consideration when I'm when I'm updating mine too. Because I mean, that's that's definitely a good point. Um, you know, looking, yeah. yeah, she's she ran nineteen twenty or whatever, but it was you know the only two sub twenties have been on 
you know, pretty yeah, fast course. Crazy so that's, that's yeah. definitely a good point. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's how that's what how my individuals uh, and like I said, like, anybody in these different tiers I mentioned could really go in any order. I'm not going to be too surprised, but. Uh, yeah, that's how I'm gonna think it's gonna shake out. Uh, moving on to teams, we're ready for that. Like, like Kyle stole my thunder. Uh, Fatima will indeed be your champion. And I'll put that in the bank right now because it's gonna it's gonna come true. Not too much really be said about them. And, you know, they could have five all state girls, and I, I it's not wouldn't be crazy. Nobody would be surprised. Um, and yeah, and here's it gets a little tricky after that. You have the you, know, you were talking about uh, North Callaway, who even though uh, their fifth girl might give give them like a hundred some points, they still might be a podium team. They will be a podium. Yeah, team. they will be a podium. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, like they'll still be like third or fourth. Yeah, even with that. yeah. So uh, they've gone. Ba- them and Bowling Green have gone back and forth all season. Actually, they tied two to two uh, in head to head matchups. With you know, I think most of the time when no- when North Callaway beat them it was by a little bit and when Bowling Green there's like one race where like Bowling Green beat them by like you know 30 some points or more, even more than that maybe I can't quite remember but so and at the most recent one districts uh, Bowling Green was able to beat out North Callaway only by a couple points but like you said there's there is a weakness there and so I'm gonna go with Bowling Green as my number two um and North Callaway as my number three and yeah, just because, like I said, Bowling Green has that tighter split where you know, it's just going to be less detrimental on that state course, whereas the big gap between four and five in North Callaway is going to be pretty huge for them uh, in a bad way. And then right. kind of in no man's land there is uh, Holden High School. I don't think they quite have what it takes to jump up into the North Callaway Bowling Green uh, area, but... Um, there's just not really anyone else who's going to compete for that fourth spot. You had College Heights uh, kind of in that mix, but they weren't running their best girl at districts, which is very worrying. Um, we're not quite sure if they're arresting her or what, but that's a really risky thing to do, so it seems unlikely. And then, and yeah, there's just not really anyone else who just like scares me, I guess, for Holden. Yeah, I, I, I still like Holden at two. Um, oh really? I think yeah. I, I still like them at two, even after their district meet. Um, I I have I've had them two all year, and I think with uh, Evans and Goody, or however you pronounce that, um, they, they they should. I think they'll both be in the top ten. I think both of those girls will be in the top ten actually. Yeah. Um, and then they have a pretty. I mean, they've got a pretty like you know solid group of from three to five, so it it shouldn't be too bad. Um, and then I have, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to go, um, and this is, I, I think I'm going to go Fatima, Holden, Bowling Green, and then North Callaway. Yeah. And then I think St. Michael the Archangel is going to be fifth, actually. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to find it, like, unfortunately, I think, I, I don't know where everybody is in regards to the state, but I think they're on different, different areas of the state because Holden didn't race uh, Bowling Green or North Callaway uh, once this season. So that's one thing I really like to look at. Uh, in order to compare, if I don't have that, then it's just I don't know. It's a little harder for me to go up, what to go off of. Yeah, Bowling Green is actually like an hour or so, an hour hour and a half north of St. Louis. Yeah, and then Holden is actually, I believe, pretty close to uh, like peculiar, like yeah, like, like south, right south of Kansas like, City. 
Yeah, like South Central, like Warrensburg area. Gotcha. Yeah, so obviously, so obviously to that, they'll probably that's that is one thing that's tough about uh, ranking these uh, lower classes, like you know, higher classes, like class four. It doesn't really matter where you're at in the state. You'll most likely travel to big races because that's what you do in class four. But you know, whenever you're class two, you'll just go to more local races, your conference, and your district, and then you might not see the better competition of uh, your class. Right. Right. Yeah. I'd, um, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So, but yeah. So I maybe Holden will be up there, but I, I think I'll stick with my prediction right now, just because I'm not quite too sure about anything. And uh, any any other thoughts on uh, class two girls? Um, I think that actually. I think that Caroline Myers might bump Kendall Holler to four. Yeah, uh, I, I had that. Sure. That's what I, that's what I had last week in my rankings. I think that you know, I think that because I had I had Brianna and Kendall two three. Um, I think earlier this season, but going into the season, I had had Brianna Holler, Allie Gibbs, Caroline Myers heading into the season. I think Myers is coming on pretty strong, and honestly, I wouldn't be shocked. Here's my thing: I would not be shocked if Caroline Myers gets second. Wow, that would shock me. That would be crazy. I think. I don't know. Just yeah, just based off like going into the season, it would be crazy. Yes, but from um, yeah, but I think I think she's been she ran pretty well district. I wouldn't be shocked if Caroline Myers gets second. Yeah. Let's see. That is, if Allie Gibbs is winning. Yes. If Allie Gibbs yes. is winning, then I wouldn't be shocked if Caroline Myers it's gets hard, second. It's hard to see both great. Brianna and. Uh, Caroline Myers beating Allie Gibbs. Or, yes. Because yeah, Bri- oh, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I could see Brianna Haller winning. I could see her like popping something off and like having the race of her life and winning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't see Allie Gibbs getting less than second. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I, I might still be... Re- relying too much on what you know she's done in the past but i think i'm gonna yeah i'm definitely gonna keep her in that tier but yeah let's see anything else no i think that's it all right great i think we're gonna move on to class three girls kyle what you got for us all right so uh class three girls um so what i would like to say is that i was right about district one perfect by the way um Narcus strickland district one champ there you uh, go. big time Big time too. Um, Nineteen twenty-two. Uh, I've heard that Dexter. I've heard that Dexter is you know fairly easy, but mm-hmm. uh, I, don't, I don't. I've never been down there, so I haven't been able to look for sure. So she was nineteen twenty-two. She was twenty-two seconds ahead of her teammate Emily Anghauser, who took second. Which didn't call that. <laughs> um, and it was. What was wild was that Elena Baumgart got 11th. That was wild. Yeah. And what was even more wild is that Herky won the district. So I, I'm, I'm in a tizzy at this point because not only did they win and not only did Festus get second, but that means Notre Dame Cape is donezo. They are out. That changes a lot um, because uh, I actually I had Notre Dame Cape second at one point this season. That's crazy. Um, and they are gone. Um, last week I had Festus four and Herky got him by a point. Um, and they put two girls, but two girls, 20, 
21 seconds ahead of Festus' number one. So, um, yeah, I don't know what... I don't know what's going on at Herky because on the boys' side they did about the same thing. Um, but anyway, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into that later. So, so now, so anyway, that's that. I just wanted to go ahead and, and brag about that <laughs> that I got that right. <laughs> um, so, because uh, that was like the only thing I got right this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I enjoy the victory when you hit them. Yeah, it's the small victories that count. So, um, the only other things I got right were the guarantees. Like mm-hmm. uh, Kelly Henderson was going to win districts. Mercedes Schroer mm-hmm. was going to destroy her districts. Um, another thing that I didn't get right though is that Kylie Goldfarb was going to run eighteen forty one. Yeah, jeez. Holy shnikes. Um Now you're talking about a girl who uh, Schroer rolled at Big Driver. Yeah. So head to head, Schroer has actually handled Goldfarb very well. Um, so that leads me to believe that both of these girls are going to just go toe-to-toe at state um, for who's a top freshman in class three. So I don't see Kelly Henderson losing, though. Um, I know Emma Puitz beat her earlier this year, but I don't think she's lost, like, a not huge race since then. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I can look. (laughs) Yeah, she got 28th at the Irish Invitational. That's not right. Hmm. That can't be right. Yeah, that's um, weird. No, maybe she was jogging that one. I don't know. So, uh, well, okay, yeah. So she's kind of been up and down. I guess she got seventh at Carthage after that, and then seventh, at, but seventh at Chili Pepper. So yeah, yeah that, that's that's kind of wild. Seventh at Carthage and then seventh, seventh at Chili, Chili Pepper. Pepper yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I'm pretty sure she was probably jogging Irish. Yeah. Um, but I don't see Kelly Henderson losing. I don't think that anybody can really compete with her right now. Uh, of any of the girls in class three, I think there's just too big of a gap right mm-hmm. now. And from like for, for the, uh, for the talent level, I think it's going to be Mercedes Schroer. I think she's still going to take second. Um, and I think that Nautica Strickland is going to take third now because she had a great race on Saturday. I really like the way she's been running the season. I think she's going to take third. I think she's going to, I think she's going to edge Kylie Goldfarb. I think it's that state experience too. Um, you know, Strickland was, uh, I believe, fourth last year. Um, so I think that state experience is going to play in. She was fifth last year. She was fifth or freshman year, too. So I think uh, I think Strickland's going to be third. Uh, and, you know, I guess you could say that, too, about um, Schroer. You got to say, like, oh, well, she's never been to the state meet either. What about her? I was like, this girl's been, like, running by herself, like, all season. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I see her just basically just doing the same thing. Yeah, she'll be out just running people. Here. Yeah, yeah, and I think that, you know, that's going to happen there. Um, Elena Bongar getting 11th, uh, that kind of throws a wrench in a lot of stuff, and mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to have to assess based on that um, because that's kind of wild because she was number five in the state for me uh, going into it. Um, so I'm going to re- I'm gonna have to look at that again. Also, Kinsey Sorrell did not win on Saturday either. Yeah. She, I actually, you know, that was another one that I called and I thought I was being smart. Like, Hey, you guys forgot about Kinsey Sorrell. And then <laughs> all the girls were like, just kidding. We don't care about Kinsey Sorrell. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she was, uh, she was still second though. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, Rachel bag was the winner. So that's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting development. So class three girls is in a tizzy. Um, mm-hmm. 
basically, I have Strickland third. I believe uh, I believe Goldfarb's going to be fourth. I still think, though, that Sorrel is going to take fifth. Um, I think she's going to come back. She's probably just getting back into the training. Um, so I think she's still going to take fifth. Uh, I'm putting... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Lacey Lindsay from Bolivar too uh, at six, and um, we're gonna go we're gonna go Rachel Bag at seven. That went over Sorrel was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this, you know, there's gonna be some moving and changing from my um, from my la- from my last week's uh, projections, but or my my uh, uh, say my rankings, mm-hmm. but. Uh, so that's my top. What I got? I'm at six now. Yeah, I think so. All right. So after that, uh, let's see. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go with Durfeld seven, mm-hmm. and then you know I think I think uh, wait no not Durfeld Beecher no yeah. Durfeld yeah we're gonna go Durfeld <laughs> going Durfeld seven. Um, Durfeld seven from from Carl Junction. Mm-hmm. Uh, she actually was not. She wasn't even in my fifteen um, going into this week, but she's like been in and out of it. Mm-hmm. And she took third on Saturday in District Six. So uh, after that, okay, eight Kelly B. Shore from Nevada, mm-hmm. um, and then nine. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Abby Hake from Elias Catholic at nine. And then I'm just going to go 10. I'm just going to roll out top 10 right now. Um, I think Anna Bandy of Bolivar is going to take 10th, and I think Bolivar is going to put three girls in the top 10. Jeez. So if you would like more uh, of my predictions, please make sure you check out the uh, state predictions article. It should be coming out either Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on <laughs> depending on if I get it finished. Um, let's see. Yeah, one thing I want to do. Teams. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Individual wise, I just want to shout out to uh, Southwest Missouri here. I mean, you got Bolivar with a bunch of girls. Uh, East Newton, Kinsey Sorrell, a couple Carl Junction girls. They, uh, you know, if you just look on the pure PR, you got you know, some Springfield Catholic girls, some Logan Rogers real girls. Like just a lot of a uh, lot of Southwest Missouri there. Yeah, Nevada and Reed Spring, Nevada too. Nevada, too, yeah. Yeah, Southwest Missouri actually has been, like, I, I don't know. I, yeah. The whole year I've been, like, Kansas City is really good. But I think it, I, also Southwest Missouri is just, like, a goldmine of, like, grass tracks. So mm-hmm, That's true. That's a lot I, of I think that's part of it. I think that's part of it, too. But also there are some really good talents down there, too. Yeah. Um, either way. So I think uh, number one, my teams, Oliver. Uh, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be like a lesser Fatima basically. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, cause like they ran, they ran all their times at COC small, which Nixa or wait, no, it was a, it, it wasn't a Nixa. Nixa was COC large. Either way, yeah. they also ran on a fast course. So it looks like they're way, 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 way out in front, but it actually might be closer than that. Yeah. Um, I am going to go with Helias number two still um, because of their, like, the problem with Helias, though, is that, like, if Abby Hake isn't in the top ten, then they're kind of screwed because they're, like, they're, they're two through five. Yeah, like, the, the, the split is good and the pack is good, but 
when the when the pack is only like twenty one twenty to twenty one fifty, like that range, that's not going to do the job. So like they need to like if they make the move up into like the mid twenties, actually they're probably faster than that. I'm just like, guys, it was a crazy weekend, <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> and your boy the webmaster Kyle Deacon is fried, um, and he's trying to recover going into state. <laughs> One more week. So, so I'm trying to make this a good. I'm trying to make this good for all of you. So um, bear with me. Uh, anyway, whatever I said, forget it. I'm just gonna say it. Elias Catholic second. Uh, I'm gonna go with Carl Junction third, and then I don't know, but whoever has the better day out of Herky and Festus is gonna be fourth. Yeah. Um, that's that's one of those two that they're gonna go four five. Uh, whatever they do, because District 1, I think, I, I mean, I could probably go back and look and see for sure, but I'm pretty sure that District 1 has never left, like, the state meet without at least one trophy <laughs> from the Boys and Girls, yeah. if not more. Um, like, last year, Festus and St. John were 1-2 uh, in, in, in uh, Class 3 boys. So, I mean, it's like every year, it seems like District 1 is just, like, so stacked. So... Anyway, that is my that's my class three girls. Any thoughts? Uh, just another another South of Missouri shout out. Sorry, that's all I that's all I have. Um, but if you like, I don't have a I have the uh, like virtual meet for class uh, three girls pulled up, and four of the thirteen are from class three district six. Mm-hmm. So I that's just kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Like like we I mean, basically just those two. Really deep. Uh, what, was, what is the other district with Herculaneum? Is that district? Uh, that district one. Yeah, it's district one with yeah, so Herculaneum, St. John, and Notre Dame, and yeah. So you have those those two districts really just kind of with these awesome teams that some won't be able to go, which is kind of unfortunate, but that's just how how it goes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, just out of curiosity, what uh, Carl Junction has a lot of fast times. Are, are you just a little skeptical about not skeptical, but like do you think they're just on really flat courses or I just think they're really deep. Yeah. Um, I think between their top three girls, which are, uh, Beecher, Durfelt. Well, honestly, their, their top three switches all the time. Yeah. Be sisters, uh, Caitlin Franks was 16th. Um, mm-hmm. and Evie cross was right behind her at district. So, uh, Carl junction is like, I think they're legit. Um, just because like you were talking about in like that stacked district six, Southwest Missouri, mm-hmm. they, they made it look easy. I mean, they averaged 1953 and they won by what math it was like 44 points. Yeah. Something crazy. Yeah. 44. So, um, yeah, I think any, anybody like it could be Durfeld Beecher and, uh, Ella Leach, Emma Leach, Caitlin Franks. Cause Caitlin Franks was really good as a freshman last year. Um, and that's the thing too, is like, they're returning all of them except for Madison Beecher. So I think, uh, whatever, whatever, if you want to, you know, if you want to say, you know, fast courses, whatever, I think Carl Junction is still legit and I think they'll show up on the day regardless. Sounds good. All right. I think that's all I have. Wait, do you got anything? Nope. All right. Perfect. (laughs) And we'll roll back around to class one. Uh, boys, which is that you again, coach? Yup. All right. <laughs> Just knock these out. Yeah. All right. Class one boys. I've actually been watching pretty closely this year. 
um, just because uh, I am a huge Easton Sabala fan. Mm. Um, that dude, I can't wait to meet him on uh, on Saturday and be like, you know, thank you for helping out my fantasy team so much. <laughs> um, but also, you're a stud and you're running like running really well. Um, I think this is his race to lose. Um, pretty easily, like he, he should pretty easily win it. Uh, kind of like, kind of like Riley Gorham last year. Like it was like, I mean, you you haven't we haven't really mm-hmm. seen like an interesting race in Class One boys in a while. And yeah, I don't think this year's gonna. I don't think this year's gonna it is gonna change. So yeah, Easton Sabala number one, and honestly, my top ten from last last week isn't really gonna change much. Um, I mean, there could be some swapping in and out, like on the back end of it. But, um, you know, you'll see in the article here in the next couple of days. So Chase Ratliff's going to be second, but I could definitely see Evan Smith taking second from Chadwick. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say Chase Ratliff is second. I'm going to say he might be, and I'm going to say he uh, – that's my prediction. Um, but I definitely wouldn't be surprised if Evan Smith gets second. Just uh, I mean, he was 17 flat on the state course earlier this year. 17 flat, right? He was low 17. Um so yeah, uh, I think uh, four or five is kind of a toss up for me too. I like Garrett Fessler from Salisbury, but I also like Rethemeyer from New Haven. I really like New Haven. Um, yeah, New Haven is good. Yeah, maybe it's just because like I'm like so close. Like they're like the closest good <laughs> class one school to me, yeah. and like I they're like the only class one good class one boys school that I like see regularly, or like I could see regularly. Um, Maybe that's why, but I don't know. I kind of like New Haven. I like, you know, I like where they are. Like they're, they're like uh, 15 minutes west of Washington. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, like due west of Washington. So uh, if you know where Washington is, Franklin County, it's due west of that. So uh, yeah. Um, so I think Rathemeyer and Fessler will battle it out for fourth, and I think that uh, I think Fessler though will take fourth, and Rathemeyer will be fifth. Um, I have Jesse Schultz making the jump back up to sixth because he's really been <clears throat> coming on strong lately. He did he he was nowhere to be found in the first part of the season, but he's really mm-hmm. been moving up. Um, I'm actually going to put Sean Lowry of Wheaton. Uh, I'm going to have him. I'm going to have him uh, seventh because I, I like him too. I think he's going to make a jump and be seventh. Um, Christian Heinrichs of Lutheran Kansas City will be eighth. So that's two Lutheran Kansas City guys, but unfortunately, I don't think they have the depth to compete like as a team for the win. Um, they'll definitely be up there, but I, uh, anyway, I'll get into that. Um, at nine, I have Braden Decker of Humansville. He kind of moves back just a smidge. And then 10, it's either going to be Peter Fowers of Lackey, Jesse Weinstein, or Weinstein of, uh, Salisbury, um, or Nathan Ford of New Haven. Those are like the three guys there. Yeah. Um, also Max Davies of West Platte. So all those guys are going to be like in my top 15 range. Um, so any of those guys uh, will be ten. So um, it's a good it's a good mix this year. It's actually pretty deep uh, in Class One boys um, compared to compared to last couple years. But I do like Easton Sabala for the win. So uh, also the thing about Easton Sabala too is that he's never left the state meet without either a he's he's never left the state meet with, without two medals around his neck. Um, and. Wow. Uh, He's got an all-state. Oh wait, I gotta make sure that's right before I. <laughs> all right, I'll just go ahead and confirm that. 
Yes, he was seventh his freshman year. He was sixth his sophomore year. He was third last year, and wow. he's probably going to win this year. So um, he's never left without a top ten or a top seven medal, actually. Um, <laughs> and also, all three years that he's been there, Hermitage has won. That's uh, crazy as a team. As a team, yeah, so yeah. Uh, also, and by the way, it's actually Hermitage Wheatland uh, co-op. So. Hmm. I feel, I feel obligated to mention that at least once. I, I have done a really poor job at, at mentioning that. Um, South Nottoway, actually, by the way, Ashley Riley, uh, you know, her, her team is actually a co-op as well. Uh, they're actually called Plaid Valley, for those who don't know. Um, but the high school itself is South Nottoway. Anyway, um, so I have, but I have New Haven uh, upending Hermitage in this one. Um, sorry, Coach Zavala. Which, if you guys didn't know, Easton's father is his coach. Um, uh, sorry, uh, Coach Zabala, but I have New Haven taking the win. I think that uh, New Haven's going to put at least three boys in the top 25, wow. potentially four. Yeah. Um, and because I, th- I think you know uh, Martin Lewis might sneak in for like 24th or 25th, but I think I think they'll at least put four in the top 30. And I think that's going to be too much for Hermitage. Hermitage had a really good district meet, and I think they're 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 peaking at the right time. But I think I'm going to put Hermitage second. I'm going to go Lutheran Kansas City uh, third. Um, like I said, with Schultz and uh, Heinrichs, because Schultz was Schultz was good last year. Schultz was actually third last year, or uh, no, not third, fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I got to confirm this. <laughs> um, but he was he was up there last year. He was actually one of my top three coming into the season, uh, behind Ben Craven from St. Joseph Christian, who uh, R.I.P. That guy started playing uh, football, oh, um, which is what I was told. I was like, "Have you ever heard of that before? That's- have you ever heard? Of, have you ever heard of a guy who was all state in cross country, like not just all state, but like top ten in cross country, and then going and playing football? That's, uh, that's crazy. His senior year. That uh, like they better have won state that year in football." Oh, he better have been like a star quarterback <laughs> or something. I don't, I don't know, but that was yeah, that was weird to me because I was like, I hadn't seen a time from him early on in the season when I was updating my first rankings, and I was like, where okay, where's Ben Craven? Mm-hmm. I was like, where's Jesse Schultz and where's Ben Craven? And then somebody sends me a message and says, Ben Craven's playing football for St. Joseph's Christian. I was like, what the heck? <sighs> <laughs> if I was a coach, I'd be so mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, what are you talking about, dude? Anyway, yeah, Jesse Schultz was fourth last year, and he hasn't really been – didn't start out the year well, probably injuries or whatever. Um, but yeah, he's going to lead Lutheran Kansas City. Uh, I think they're going to get third because, and, and also because I think Christian Heinrichs could could maybe beat him. Um, and I think uh, any, I think that fourth spot's going to be interesting. I think it could be liberal. Um, I think I think it could be liberal or fair play. Uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it. I think it'd be between those two, though. Um, I, I don't see. I don't see a team like Oak Ridge or uh, like a like a Salisbury getting up in there. Salisbury just doesn't have the depth. They have the two, but they don't have the depth um, that I thought they did earlier on. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. Um, but yeah, so I think I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go liberal four though. So I'm gonna go. Herm- I'm gonna go New Haven, Hermitage, uh, Lutheran, Kansas City, and Liberal. As my top four boys teams in class one. Yeah, yeah, I do like that New Haven pick. I just think teams with that like one-two punch really, really high up there are pretty dangerous. Just because you know, 
whenever you're in the race like that, you kind of work off each other. And I don't know, just when yeah. you get too low stakes like that in such a big race, then it's uh, it definitely can be to your advantage. Yeah, the thing about the virtual meet is that New Haven's four is right behind Hermitage's three. Yeah. Um, but New Haven's five is well behind Hermitage's five. Yeah, that's where it gets a little scary. And, like, I mean, they have their six and too far away. So, you know, even if one has a bad race, like, they always have the other one to, like, be right next right. to them. But it's still pretty risky having a five that high up there. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and two, Hermitage has seven ahead of New Haven's four. Or five. Oh, jeez, yeah. Uh, so they have they have two pushers pushing the pushing the five back. So, uh, yeah, New Haven's going to have to channel channel something from their back-end scorers or else it's going to be <clears> – they're, they're not going to win it, and Hermitage is going to take four straight. Yeah, that's nuts. All right, are we ready to move on to Class 2 boys? Yeah, somebody give me a break, please. <laughs> yeah, we get, a, we get a long break here. All right, here we have one of the most complicated and confusing individual rankings that I've had to do for this podcast. Basically, there is like, I don't know, probably half the top 15 here ranked in this virtual meet uh, got beat at, at districts by people who weren't top 15 or even like top 20 in the virtual meet. So that just makes this whole thing incredibly confusing as to who's good and who is not as good, basically. But we'll, we'll start from the top here. In my tier one, I put Colin Overstreet, number one, Mark Venable, number two. Um, I, I think it's been pretty obvious all year. Those two are the top two guys. Uh, you know, Maybe you could throw Isaac Ashton in there, but uh, you know, from what he saw in district, at districts, uh, I'm not going to put him in quite in that mix just because of how consistent Colin and Mark have been. Uh, Colin just had an absolutely incredible race at districts. Looked like he was on a pretty fast course, but in 15.42 for the sophomore from Lamar, just absolutely killing it. That's actually, for all teams classified as Class 2 right now, that's the third fastest time ever, which is like right behind, like, not right behind, but behind, like, Caleb Hoover and, uh, crap, I can't remember the other one, but... Yeah, I mean, by like an all-time Missouri legend, and you know, probably probably another college high Christian guy because yeah, they had a couple like Trent Morris. Yeah, and so I mean, Colin just absolutely incredible right now. He actually beat Mark by about forty seconds at districts, which you know, hard to draw too much from that. Maybe Mark just kind of fell behind early, and then uh, was kind of lost in no man's land there. But still, he's had a couple of races where just really showed his dominance over Mark even though Mark has probably been a little more consistent overall this season, but I'm going to put Colin just for a little bit of upside there. I think right now he's just kind of like, he's just kind of on a roll. But yeah. So I went one, two, Mark, Colin, Mark, which is pretty big news for pretty good news for Lamar. Uh, Lamar, if you didn't see, actually went, actually perfect scored their district uh, with a surprise from another freshman of theirs uh, getting fifth with a 1725. So they have, uh, Two freshmen under seventeen twenty-five and Colin sophomore fifteen forty-two, just absolutely loaded for years and years to come. Um, then you have Caleb Cornelius. He he's my third guy right now, kind of in his tier of his own. Um, he's had a pretty consistent good season this year. Uh, PR to sixteen thirty, uh, won his district or yeah, I think yeah he won his district. Just a pretty solid runner all overall. 
Uh, then you have my tier of guys who had awesome seasons but bad districts, and that's Isaac Ashton and Cole Stevens. Um, Isaac Ashton actually got third at his district, I believe, behind uh, Dallas Larson and uh, can't remember the other one. Bry- Bryson Coulter. Bryson Coulter, yes, yes, he was, which a little surprising to me. Uh, very surprising. For yeah. Me. <laughs> uh, and so I was not. Yeah, they were not expecting that. I'm gonna. I've. I'm kind of struggling right now, you know, who, how much, how much weight do I put on more recent stuff than what they've done overall the season? I'm leaning toward overall this season. We'll see if they come back to bite me in the butt, but it's just harder to get put guys who, you know, Isaac Ashton ran a 16:05 earlier this year, and Cole Stevens ran a 16:31. Like, you know, you don't just run those times and then just not be good anymore, not be top tier anymore. So I'm gonna have them um, up there in the four, at four and five, but you know, you could really see them uh, coming back down. Um, in six, I have Malik Stewart, who also had who had a pretty good district race as well. I think he, I think he won his. Uh, yeah, he was my six. This is the start of my next year. Uh, then you have Bryson Coulter, who, like we said, won that uh, won that race. Pretty surprising. So I'm kind of weary about him. You know, uh, hard, really hard to judge too much of one good race. But we'll see. We'll see going forward. Uh, then I have Dallas Larson, and I have the uh, third Lamar guy, Ethan Pittenberger. Who is their freshman ran like a sixteen fifty at districts and that's not and I think he ran another about sixteen fifty earlier this year. So he's pretty dang legit. Um they have Devin Neff, uh Dalton Lubert, uh Logan Borland, Jared Noli, who is another one of the guys who I talked about. Like right now he has the fourth fastest time in uh, class two, but he ended up getting eighth at districts, which just hard to juggle all that. You know, it was sixteen twenty eight on the year. I'm putting him at this thirteenth uh, spot right now. I guess I just kind of give him the benefit of the doubt, but we'll see what happens. Maybe it's just a fluke. Maybe just you know something. You know, stuff happens at ra- random races. Hard to draw too much from it. So, yeah, I'm putting him at thirteenth right now. Then I have the fourth Lamar guy, Garrett Morey, um, who is their senior, I believe, has went sixteen fifty eight on the year. It's a really solid runner. Uh, then I have uh, Nathan Frazee from Clark County High School, sophomore with a 16.56, and that rounds out my top 15. Yeah, um, gosh, where, you had Ashton fourth, right? Yes. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what to make of Isaac Ashton. Me neither. Um, and, like, I, I actually, like, he's still on my fantasy team just because, uh, I don't know, like, and, 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 like, I'm, like, I put him in my lineup for state, and I'm, like, oh, man, you know, I, and which, by the way, I'm actually out of it. I thought I had a good week last week, but everybody else had a better week, which was crazy. Yeah. Um, it was, like, it was stupid fast. Like, I was, like, I did not realize how fast it was last week. But anyway, um, like, I'm, like, leery of Isaac Ashton, too, because, you know, he'll have – He'll have great races, and then he'll have, like, just big old clunkers. Like, when I yeah. saw him at Fulton, I was like, man, what happened? Um, you know, I mean, he was racing Jack Kroll and Jensen Starr and all those guys, but I was like, man, what? You know, Mason Gaines and Alex Deuce and all mm-hmm. those guys, and I was like, but what happened, you know, because he was up front and then he fell off. But anyway, um, yeah, I think, though, I think he'll definitely be top five. I think uh, – yeah, I, 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 class two was just so hard to call after, like, <laughs> really? after, 
after Saturday. I mean, you know who's going to be up front. Lamar's going to go one two. Um, but after that, it's like, gosh, man, I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, Three through like fifteen are pretty much up in the air. Yeah, actually, did you did you mention Devin Neff? Uh, yeah, I did. Play? I have him at uh, tenth. Okay. Um, what about Isaac Stout, Lutheran North? I do not have Isaac Stout on there. Why didn't I have Isaac Stout? Okay, because he was he's one of those guys that I've had like 14, 15 all year. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Jackson Connor of Liberty Mountain View, who you know, District Five was not strong, and he ran eighteen flat, and I'm just like. I don't know what to make of that because um, I definitely think he's a top 10 probably talent. Um, I had him 13 last week and mm-hmm. took third at his district. And I was like, yeah, so I, I, I have no, I have no idea what to make of that. Yeah. Um, but I think he's also a top 15 talent. Um, I do like Dallas Larson is still a top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that Lamar is going to put four boys in the top 15. Yeah. At least. Yeah. That's what I have too. And, which is just absolutely unfair. Like, come it's on. It's dirty. It's so dirty. And they, like, I think they could have pretty, not easily, but they could have five to six All-State guys. Yeah. Which, oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, for Isaac Stout, like, he just didn't really have that, like, he was, pretty, he was a little more consistent than the other guys, which probably should have gained some more favor in my eyes, but uh, just didn't really have that one really, really good race where I'm like, all right, this guy, I get, you know, there's a, a small but good like there is a small but chance a, a but a chance that he runs like a crazy good race you know I just haven't seen that quite from him yet mm-hmm. and so yeah like we like I said before like class two is just impossible to predict yeah I think uh, did you talk about did you talk about teams yet uh, not yet but yeah uh, one more then Logan Borland is probably the surprise. Uh, if you haven't looked at district as well, he actually ended up getting second uh, for Fatima behind his teammate Dalton Lubert. Right now, he's only ranked 30th in the uh, individual rankings just by pure uh, PR. But uh, he, they, he just showed up and really had an awesome race for them. Both of them did. Yeah, yeah. Logan Borland was uh, he's actually one of my top 15 preseason. So oh, really, and he kind of he kind of fell off a little bit, but <clears throat> yeah, he's he's definitely uh, him and him and Lubert are definitely going to be up there for sure. Yeah. Way back. All right, now I can move on to a team side of things where, you know, surprise from what we've been talking about, Lamar is going to absolutely kill this. Um, real quick prediction: who will have this? Who will have lower points, uh, Lamar or Fatima in the girl side? Lamar on the boy side or Fatima on the girl side? I think Lamar. Yeah. So I, we've been talking about Fatima a lot. So I can really show you uh, how good Lamar's boys are. It's just absolutely insane. Yeah, that's yeah, it's kind of nuts. <laughs> I mean, you, perfect. Like, it's one thing to perfect score a district because, like, so did so did uh, so did Van Buren. Yeah. In class one, district five, but that's a little different because they did not one through five perfect score it. Lamar yeah. one through five perfect scored. Yeah. In their district meet, and their number five was ahead of Crane's Dylan Funcannon, who I think is a top twenty-five guy. So not only did they perfect score. But they perfect scored ahead of a kid who I think might be all state. Yeah, like just what? Not, yeah, not just against <laughs> like some like I don't know, pretty weak competition. Like against some really good guys. Yeah, I mean that was and and, and Crane and Crane is a solid team and mm-hmm. College Heights Christian and, and and all those and all those teams in there. I mean, pretty that was just 
Yeah, so they can move on from Lamar. They're going to win. I don't know. It's hard to give too much more to them. Uh, Second, I'm going with Fatima. They absolutely crushed it at their district, um, beating Stillville by a good margin, I think. Um, Yeah, I mean, Fatima just kind of came out and really showed up at the district race, and I think it's going to carry over to uh, State. And third, I'm going with Stockton. Um, who really, who also really showed up their district race. Um, you know, Bryson Coulter kind of led the way uh, for them, and he's definitely going to do that for the same estate. And I'm going with Steelville in fourth, and that is my top four. And I think it's going to be a pretty big gap. Yeah. Or you, know, you got California High School in there, but I think that's that's definitely my top four. Right. Um... Wait, Steelville, Steelville made it out? Oh, yeah, Steelville boys made it out. Steelville yes. girls did not make it out. Um, confused. Yeah, I, actually, I think I'd have to agree with you on, on that. You put you put Stockton third? Yes. Okay, I think, I, I think I'd have to agree with you on that. Perfect. Um, even though I had them four last week. Yeah, and I, I, I think I think that top five is kind of set in stone, and there's a Kind of a gap. Then a big gap, for uh, sure. Yeah, so, gap like I said, California also a team you have to look yeah, out for. But anything else on Class 2 boys? Uh, I just, I'm really excited to watch Lamar run, too. Me, too. Um, I, think, I think it's going to be really exciting just to see Overstreet and Venable battle it out because I don't really think that Venable is letting Overstreet win. I think they're both just solid talents. Like, I talked yeah. to their coach via email the first time that Overstreet well, the first time Overstreet broke 16, I, I talked to their coach over email, like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, they're just both, like, battling it out of practice all the time. And, you know, I don't think either of them are going to give an inch. You know, they both want to be yeah. state champs. So yeah, that'd be really exciting. Be really exciting. And then I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see Caleb Cornelius get third as well. I think he's a great kid, and uh, he definitely he definitely deserves it. And I, I, hope he, I hope he shows up and, you know, runs under 1630 because he really hasn't – he hasn't had a whole lot of pushing – uh, in, in Southeast Missouri, which is kind of For weird sure. because there's so much talent down there in, in class three, like, you know, what kind of meets are you going to, but, yeah. um, yeah. And I, you guys from like a pretty, you know, not as premier, uh, program there. So yeah, they made it through, team. uh, as a team, That's true. but yeah, he's, and I mean, Saxony Lutheran is in the Jackson area. So, I mean, they have ample opportunity to, you know, go out and, uh, go out and go to some big meets like you know Festus and, and all that stuff but yeah. like they don't for whatever reason they just they just don't um, so he's kind of been running on his own most of the season yeah. so it'll be interesting to see how he does in a, in a big race like that alright ready to move on yeah alright Wade what we got for class 3 boys All right, class 3 is going to be pretty interesting this year um, it's got one of the races I've been waiting for all year um, Kielhofer versus Max McDaniel it'll be a rematch of uh, um, Chili Pepper, I guess they did race against each other there, and in that race, Max McDaniel um, took down Kiel Hoffner. That's the only head-to-head they've had this year. Um, it's also the only head-to-head that Max McDaniel has won over their career, I believe. Um, and the thing I'm kind of torn with is neither of them has raced um, as fast as I expected them to this year. I don't know about you guys, but I figured they would dabble in the 15s a little bit more than they had. Mm-hmm. Um, such as something I'm, I'm thinking about, just kind of how fast they're going to go this race. Um, another question 
that I got this after this past week was where did Edward Wilhite come from? And if your answer is Warrensburg, then you'd be correct. Um, he's kind of been he's been um, pretty fast all season. He's had a really great um, season this year. I'm bringing his times down a lot more than last year. Just really consistent. But at districts, he had a 15 second PR to put his season best at 1545, which is right there with Stephen Kilhoffner's season best at 1545 from Chili Pepper, and Max McDaniel has a 1540 on the season. So it's kind of kind of wondering what I do with him. Um, is he like, going to be with those guys? I have to think Kilhoffer and Max McTainel are kind of in a, like a class of their own. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of something you have to take into account. And another question I have is Alex Dukes. Um, obviously, the guy is pretty um, pretty well known in Class 3. His PR is from Camdenton, which, as we've discussed before, is just a blazing fast course. But he also hasn't lost this season, if I'm not mistaken. So can he be up there and compete with those guys? Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how how those four guys um, compete and place. Also, Trenton Wells is pretty high up in the rankings from Buffalo. He got third at districts. I believe in the rankings he's at fifth. So that's obviously something to look look for. And Caleb Pyle of Bolivar, who's sitting in sixth in the rankings right now, um, just purely based on time, got sixth at his district. He got whooped by a bunch of Warrensburg guys. So I think um, Kyle talked about um, COC Small earlier, and that's where Trent Wells and Caleb Pyle both raced. That's where their season bests are from, so that's definitely something to look for. But as far as the, te- the individual title goes, I'm going to have to stick with Kielhoffner. He's he's just been a, such a dominating presence pretty much ever since he like got to high school. And it's going to be his last high school race, um, at least um, at the Missouri state level. I don't know if he'll go on to do an NXN or something like that. But I think that's this is definitely something he wants. He wants to go out his last um, – I think he takes the title over McDaniel. I think he gets his revenge from earlier this season. I don't think Edward Wilhite will be with those two guys. I think he'll be uh, 10, 15 seconds back. I think they will run pretty fast. But I have – I have Will Height um, going fourth, and I actually have Alex Dukes going second, which is, I don't know, I just felt like something something surprising always has to happen, and that's what I chose. Wow, that would be surprising. No, see, that's, that's what I was going to bring up, I what because cause Alex Dukes hasn't raced either of those guys. Yeah. And he's and he's and he's given he's given Mason Gaines the business all season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had Mason Gaines number all year. He's had Jack Kroll's number. He's had Jensen Starr's number all year. He's raced all these guys and he's beaten all these guys. And he won the Gold Division of Forest Park. Um, I, I I think that I, and and the, the thing about it too is like, yeah, he ran his fifteen fifty at Camdenton, but you know. McDaniel and Kielhoffner were only 1540 and 1545 at Chili Pepper. Yeah. How comparable are those courses? I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. probably fairly, you know, within five seconds or so, probably. Yeah. yeah. Because Chili Pepper's not slow. Well, yeah, Chili um, Pepper's not like, course wide, like if you're running the course and there's like a, a normal amount of people, I guess, then it wouldn't be as fast, but they're just so competitive and you just feel like you're just being pushed along by this massive pack, you know? Whereas I'm not quite sure about the Camdenton race, but it didn't seem as. Nearly as like high profile, obviously as Chili Pepper is. No, yeah, yeah, no so, way. So that's and kind of. So, I'd say like Camden is probably faster at a course, but as a race, 
they're probably comparable. You're right. So yeah, that, that Wade, you are uh, you are not crazy in your prediction there. Uh, I think I think it'll definitely be a quick race, and I don't know why, but I just think Max McGill might falter a little bit late. I think Alex Dukes will be able to sneak in there and get that second spot. I don't think he'll be able to pass Stephen Kilhoffner, um, but I do think he'll be able to stick up there in second. As of now, I have Kilhoffner taking the title, followed by Alex Dukes, um, Max McDaniel, and um, Edward Wilhite kind of there in that top tier. Um, behind them, I have Mason Gaines coming in fourth. I mean, fifth. Um, I Jack Kroll of Elias Catholic. And behind him, I, I debated what to do with Caleb Pyle. As I said, he has that a very interesting districts finish. Um, but I do think he can, I think if he races well, he can go top 10. Um, I went kind of lofty and said he'd go right behind Jack Kroll. Bolivar usually um, has a guy that can show up late at State. Um, it's been like Nathan Painter in the past. I think that kind of runs up in the front and... Um, competes behind him. I put Colton Palmer of Warrensburg, even though Colton Palmer did really, uh, really hand it to Caleb at the district level. I just have to think Caleb's going to be out there and get some revenge over Colton Palmer. I have Colton Palmer eighth, followed by Caleb Fierbacher of Maryville, who won his district, and Anthony Lloyd of Westminster rounding out my top 10, who I believe also won his district. Um, that's my top 10. I think it'll be very interesting to see what happens to those top three guys. And really, behind behind those top three dudes, Kilhoffner, Dukes, and McDaniel, I could see it playing out a whole bunch of different ways. Um, that's how I got it. Did you have Kyle yeah, so, anywhere? Or not, did you have uh, Trenton Wells anywhere? I originally put him like sixth-ish, mm-hmm. but... I didn't like that, so I took him out like about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> okay, I'm curious. And replaced him with Anthony Lloyd. Yeah, so I just I just think that's I think that's wild that Max McDaniel is going to lose to somebody not named Stephen Kielhofer, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh God, oh jeez, because like if it's not McDaniel, then Kielhofer is getting third with Alex Dukes in mm-hmm. front of him. I really think Alex Dukes might get second. I really do, and. Um, uh, that's that's just it's just wild to me to think that that Kiel Hoffner or McDaniel's gonna lose to somebody not named they're gonna lose to somebody else. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I put me in a camp, I don't think Alex Dukes is gonna get second. Like have even have too good of a chance to do it. I know he's mm-hmm. been doing like race wise been doing pretty well, you know, obviously all first this year, pretty incredible, but I think Max McDaniel's just a little bit higher caliber runner than he is. I don't think I, you know, I think that he just didn't that uh, McDaniel just didn't quite have like you know that race that things really came together well for him. You know, like last year he had fifteen thirty six at Chili Pepper, but he got tenth, and this year fifteen forty, he got fifth. You know, so it's hard to say he was worse this year, you know, right. than he was last year. So I don't know. And you know, I I I just have a hard time betting against Kielhoffner even though he hasn't quite had, like, the stellar season we've all been really hoping for, where he's just going to, like, really go out there and be one of those top three guys with uh, Riddle and Mugeche and, you know, be one of those guys like, oh, can, you know, can he break 15, like we've been talking about with both of them. 
Yeah, this year we've been like, can he break 16? Jeez. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somewhere. Yeah, so that's my opinion on that, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it still is a long shot, but I mean, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely possible. Gotcha. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, in my gut, I think Max McCain will get second, but I always feel like there's some sort of upset. Last year, I think it was in Class 4 girls. This year, I think it'll be here. It won't be an upset for the win, but it'll still be pretty crazy. So I would actually put I would actually put McDaniel first. I think mm-hmm. I think I would actually put McDaniel first with uh, Duke second, and then Kielhofer third. Wow! <laughs> I think that's what I would. If I was gonna if I was gonna pick if I was gonna pick Dukes um, to take second, then I would put Kielhofer third because McDaniel, Max McDaniel has the sickest kick that hmm. I I think of any boy that I've seen in the state really? right now running. He has got a He's got deadly wheels, man. And he was, if you go back and look, he was 25th at the mile uh, last year in Class 3, and he got 5th, 4th or 5th. And I'm pretty sure he made up, I'm pretty sure he made up 3 or 4 spots from 3 miles to the finish. Um, I mean, because I was was watching Class 3 boys because I was with my, I was with Andy Moore, my buddy from St. Jen, because we were like, Festa St. Jen, big, big showdown. So we're mm-hmm. running back and forth and we're watching the finish. Man, just like McDaniel's got some wheels, dude. And I think if it comes down to it, I think McDaniel would win. And I know Kielhofner does too because he held off Ben Nager in the, in, in the last mile at State last year. But if I had to pick Dukes getting second, I would put McDaniel first and Kielhofner third. Are you ready to move on to the team? Oh, of course. <laughs> This is team competition, um, at least for the title, won't be too amazing. Festus is probably going to win again this year. They're not nearly as dominant as like a Lamar Boys or Fatima women in their respective classes, but I do expect them to kind of run away with this. Um, like we just got done discussing, Max McDaniel, pretty great, could go anywhere from like first to third, who knows, but we do know that he will have very few points. And their team... Doesn't might not have another guy in like the top fifteen or top ten. They do have a lot of guys or a few more guys that could go all state, and I think that'll really help them secure that title. They've got top five guys under seventeen for sure. Jonah Krieg, their second guy, sixteen forty, so about a minute behind Max McDaniel. But their two to five split is only fifteen seconds, so that's pretty. They keep it pretty tight there. Um, I think that'll help them get the title. Uh, just they're probably just going to keep doing Festus stuff this year. I would expect them to be pretty close at two to five, and really not let any other teams pass them. But for now, Festus is my clear champion. Before this weekend, I was deciding whether to put Bolivar or Warrensburg second, um, which is how it is in the virtual meet. There's Bolivar than Warrensburg, but right now I'm not too high on Bolivar because Warrensburg just pretty much stole their lunch money at districts. Warrensburg killed them. Um, Caleb Pyle, their number one guy, was behind a few Warrensburg runners. And it was Warrensburg's home course, and I don't know how much that helped them, but they really, really dominated. Like, on this virtual meet, they're, like, super close, but I'm just really having a hard time believing Bolivar's um, 
capable of even coming close to Warrensburg or maybe even any of the other guys. Like I said before this week, I was thinking between Bolivar and Warrensburg. Now I think Bolivar might not even podium. Um, so, but for sure, Warrensburg is my second team. They just had a tremendous um, showing at districts. I think they're capable of repeating. Goes like getting off their home course and going to a relatively challenging um, state course. So, Bolivar, I now have finishing like fifth. But my third and fourth um, teams are going to be Herculean and Westminster. Um, I actually have Herculean third, Westminster fourth. They're very similar. They have a pretty even split um, and average. Herculaneum's um, fifth guy is supposed to be around like 57 according to like times. And Westminster's is like 48th. But Matt Bartosz, Herculaneum's fifth guy, PR'd pretty good at districts and I think he's just coming on pretty strong late. I think he can improve a little bit more and um, help his team knock off Westminster for that third spot. And I think Westminster holds on holds on to fourth ahead of Bolivar. Like honestly I could see Bolivar sneaking back in, but I just don't trust him at all right now. But um yeah, we'll see how that goes. It this definitely won't be as interesting as the individual um competition, but there are a few teams that can compete for some of those um, third and fourth spots for sure. Yeah. So Herculaneum, I mean, they just went off uh, on Saturday. Like that, I, Oh man, I was, I wasn't expecting them to get either team out and they got both of them out. And the key though, to Herculaneum boys right now is Jonathan Kaufman, who is back. Um, oh. The boy was the boy was gone all year almost, and he came back in October, and he ran sixteen fifty five on Saturday and got sixth. Jeez, he's that's back, nice. and that's huge, and that's huge for Herky because Kaufman was a top. I think I had him tenth, mm-hmm. tenth or eleventh preseason in the state in class three, and Loki Cortner was second. Loki Cortner was nine points behind McDaniel. Or nine point nine seconds behind McDaniel on Saturday. What is up with that? Um, like, yeah, geez. I don't know. They were they're a one hundred four split, which isn't fantastic, like you're saying. Uh, but their top four were within um, thirty six seconds of each other. I think. Yeah. Um, so, gosh, man. I, I love seeing that, though. I love seeing when a team just puts it, like a whole team, boys and girls, just puts it all together on the same day on the big stage, like when it matters, and has a big day like that. And now they've both vaulted themselves into a position where they're going to podium, potentially, on Saturday. I think that, I think that's awesome. I think that's a great story. Yeah, I agree. Uh, definitely. Definitely. I think uh, I think Wade I think Wade actually drafted Jonathan Kaufman for our uh, fantasy league, so he's definitely happy to see him back as well. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, and like like Kyle, I did draft Easton Sabala also. I'm guessing unlike Kyle, I drafted him first overall. Um, <laughs> I drafted yeah. Ryan Riddle first overall. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely I definitely missed Kaufman this year. Uh, my my team has been kind of kind of trash. I'm not the best crasher in any fantasy sport. But. All right, do we have any other thoughts on uh, Class 3 boys? Yeah, for sure. No, I think that's it. All right.
Well, then we are ready to move on to our class four girls. Uh, Kyle, you're the one who hasn't talked in a while. Why don't you go ahead and start with class four girls? All right. So, all right. Oh, man. This is – oh, man. This is going to be a race. Uh, Victoria Finley versus Michaela Reed. I think we've known that since the beginning of the year, and – and it's and, and nothing has changed except that Victoria Finley looks like she's gonna win it. Um, I, I thought that Michaela Reed was gonna you know have a have a fantastic season this year, and she really has. She has mm-hmm. a she has had a fantastic season, um, and nobody is nobody's gonna take that away from her because she's been crushing it all year. Um, Finley's been crushing it as well. She actually ran seventeen fifty nine on Saturday. If you didn't see. Um, and it's one of those things where it was like you're just kind of like looking through the results and you're just kind of like, yeah, Finley first, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, she ran 17.59. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's a big deal. Because um, I don't think – I don't think Carney's flat. Um, and, you know, we haven't seen a I – don't, I don't think we've seen a sub-18 on the state course, well, since Werner at least. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we definitely did, – we didn't see a sub-18 last year. We saw an 18.02. Um, from Reed, but I think we're going to see two sub 18s on wow. Saturday in the class four girls. I think, uh, I think Finley's going to run 1740, um, which is what she ran at Chili Pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she's going to run 1740, uh, for the win. And I think Reed's going to be right behind her in 1745. Um, I think it's going to basically be a battle to the, like, to the, like the three mile, uh, basically. And it's going to be like too close to call until then. I think they're going to battle it out. They're going to be together through the mile. They're going to be together through the two mile, and they're going to be very close through the three mile. And I think Finley's going to take it in seventeen forty, and Reed's going to run seventeen forty five. Now, here's where it gets interesting because after that, it's just like, what even do we make out of this? <laughs> yeah. Um, what do we even make out of this? Because Miranda Dick ran eighteen eleven. Yeah. Saturday. I had the incredibly fast Camden's in course, but still eighteen eleven, eighteen eleven. 1811 is 1811, and if we're, we're going to talk about that, then we're going to talk about the fact that that's faster than what Reed ran on Chili Pepper was yes, 1812. for sure. So, right now, technically, Miranda Dick is the second fastest girl in the state. Yeah. Just objectively. Subjectively, I'm putting her third. Um, I actually think that Miranda Dick's going to go up and try and run with those two from the beginning. Yeah. Um, and I honestly think, too, that Daniel Hoddling's going to do that, too. I think there's actually because last year it was like one mile, and then like 15 seconds later was like the rest of the group or something like that, something crazy like that. Because um, I remember because I was I had you know I had Maddie Lee uh, who took third last year, and I told her do not go out with those two girls because they're going to take it out in 5:35 and you're going to burn. <laughs> and they did. Yeah. And, uh, I'm pretty sure she was in the chase pack at about 5.50. So I think there was about a 15-second gap between those two and then the rest of the field, which it came back eventually. Um, but I think Miranda Dick's going to go out with those two. I think Daniel Hoddling is going to be in that group as well. I think that's going to be your top four. And I think Hoddling could even get third as well. Um, Madeline Hill hasn't last couple of weeks. Um, maybe the fatigue is something different. Maybe it's iron. Maybe it's something like that. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it's really hitting her at the wrong time. That's for sure. Cause her only two times over 19 this year were 
district and now sectional. Um, I think that pushes her back a little bit in my in my eyes right now. Um, Same for and I think that She's yeah, I think I'm gonna go with I honestly, and maybe it's because it's another thing that I've been watching her. I've been watching her for I guess you know off and on for about four years now. Mm-hmm. Emily Griesenauer. Um, I think I'm gonna put her fifth. Wow. I think I'm gonna put Griesenauer fifth. <clears throat> um, excuse me, yeah. and I'm gonna put Emma Roth sixth. And then I'm going to go with Madeline Hill seventh. Um, All right. Uh, and then sorry, why don't we stop there and wait? Why don't you go off your top seven? Top seven. Yep. All right. So my top seven: I have Victoria Finley number one, Michaela Reed two, I have Miranda Dick three, then I put uh, Madeline Hill four, followed by Stucker, uh, Daniel Hodling, and Kaylee Hatley. Okay. Wow, I uh, really believing in Kaylee Hatley and that, that with the Web City. I'm uh, sorry, uh, the West Plains team. My bad. Yeah, I love uh, those. Is- yeah, yeah, Kaylee Hatley's. Uh, that was that was one of the things I was looking at going into Saturday as well because you know she was going to be going up against Miranda Dick and Mackenzie Stucker and um, you know at least some of West girls and I mean she held her own, uh, yeah. but she, she was. Uh, but was she fourth, you know, behind those and the Mad Madison Holsey of Lisa Moe Westcott mm-hmm. or so, eighteen forty four, pretty solid there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so what my, about your top seven? Yeah, so my top seven. I, I also went Victoria Finley first, uh, Michaela Reed second. Uh, then I went three, four, Miranda Dick and McKinley Stucker. I think those two are. Pro- I think McKinley Stucker is going to try and stick with Miranda Dick as long as she can, probably because she knows like she beat Miranda Dick earlier, so and she has to think that she's at least up there with her and. In terms of right. talent. So I think they're going to stick together. And, and if Miranda Dick sticks with uh, those top two girls and, and Daniel Hardling sticks with those top two girls, I think we could see ourselves having a pretty decent top pack there for you know mile and a half, two miles maybe, if they all stick with so, it. Can I interject something yeah. really quick? Sorry. I just had this thought um, that I forgot. Do you guys remember Forest Park when <clears throat> Emily Griesenauer was a second behind Michaela Reed? Yes. Just saying. Hey, I... <laughs> I'm not saying it's impossible. I don't yeah, know. I have her eighth. Like I believe in her. No, yeah, I, I have her ninth. I, I, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. I do have her. So I, I went by. So my, sorry, my tiers were uh, Victoria Finley one, Michaela Reed two, and they're both in their own separate tier. Uh, then Miranda Dick and McKenzie Stucker on a tier, and then my five through ten is in a tier, and that includes Reason Hour. So I'm not going to be su- too surprised if, if she ends up fifth, but I think she could be as far back as tenth as well. Uh, anyway, so I I went and put Emma Roth fifth because I think she just had an awesome uh, state series so far. Uh, you know, beating even though Madeline Hill hasn't been quite a hundred percent as we've been able to see, uh, had some really good races against her. Uh, had some pretty fast races as well, and so I'm putting Emma Roth fifth. Uh, then I have Daniel Hodling in sixth, and Alexandra Hammer in seventh. Alexandra Hammer, okay. Yeah, I I might just be putting a little too much faith in because they're beat. You know, they beat. Uh, Madeline Hill, and they ran some fast times at uh, <clears throat> at the sectionals, but I don't know. I think it's been pretty impressive. Okay, so let's see. I want Finley Reed, Miranda Dick, Hodling, Griesenauer, and then I went with Roth and Stucker, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, I went Hill. I went Hill and Hill and Roth, I believe. Um, well, whatever. I think I, I'm pretty sure I use those. Um, Anyway, 
Dang it. Now, I, now we should probably go back. Fuck, I should have written this down. Um, Let's see. So what you... You had Griezmann Hour 5th, didn't you? I had Griezmann Hour 5th. Yeah. And I think I had Hill 6th. I'm just trying to figure out who's my 7th. If I had Roth or Stucker 7th. I think you were saying Stucker. Okay, then I'll put... All right, so let's start from here. Okay. All right, and so who do you got in eighth? Yeah, so I'm Mackenzie Stucker, eighth. Um, I, yeah, like Miranda Dick and, and Mackenzie Stucker have been going one-two a lot this year, you know, regardless of which one it was. Um, so that's so I'm going to go with them. Uh, ninth, I'm going to go with Kaylee Hatley. And then uh, tenth, I'm going to go with Abigail Judeman. Um, I mean, she, she put on a show on Saturday behind Michaela Reed, basically. Um Made it interesting. 11 seconds behind her. So uh, I'm going to go with Judiman 10th. I'm not comfortable giving any more. <laughs> yeah, hey, if, if you want more of uh, the webmaster, uh, the guy who actually knows all this stuff, uh, if you want more of his, rank, his rankings, you should definitely go check out his article about it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely have it all hammered out um, soon. But right now I'm just not – I don't know. I, I, God, I mean, just the, some, some of the stuff that happened this weekend, um, you know, with Matt, with Madison Holsey going under night, going well under 19. Um, and then, you know, you got girls like Camilla Roy giving Sydney Pyra and Emily Puitz the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got Marissa Dick running under 19. Um, and then you had, gosh, yeah, you got Tessa Valdivia in there. You've got Chloe Hirschnow. Um, Emily Dixon, even for Parkway West, and Claire Smout, who was fourth in sectional one. Um, so, gosh, I and then even like Claire Ayers is the thing too. Like, yeah, Claire Ayers was put her seventh in? last year, and she got sixth at sectional to yesterday. Yeah, and and she's like she's moving back up now. So I mean, even a Claire Ayers from Washington gets in there as well. Um, gosh, I gotta, I, I'm definitely gonna have to sit down and, and just like really hash it out because. Like I said, haven't had much time to really hatch it out yet. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with my top ten there, and yeah, yeah. Wait, who <laughs> else do you got in your top ten? Uh, so number eight, I have Greasenauer, and then Emma Roth is my number nine, and Madison Holsey is my number ten. Yeah. So. Um, I don't have quite as much faith in Kaylee Hatley as you guys do. I think you both had it in your top ten. I'm gonna leave her out of there just because. Oh, I don't. It's doing you, Matt, having Madison Holsey, who just kind of came out of nowhere, beat her. Um, you know, you can't blame her for losing to Miranda Dick and Mackenzie Stucker, but I don't. You know, it's just hard to. Uh, I don't know. Put up there, whatever. She got beat by someone I'm not too familiar with, and. It's hard to compare that, I guess. Even though she has had that crazy fast time, that's probably because it was at Camdenton, and we've been talking all about how fast, crazy fast Camdenton is. Uh, so mine ran out with uh, my eighth with Madeline Hill. You know, I kind of bumped her down a little bit just because of you know her poor performances so far in the state series. Uh, then I have Emily Griesenauer, um, and then Abigail Judeman. Like I said, anywhere in the, anybody in that fifth through tenth range, I think could go in any order, and I wouldn't be too surprised. Um, and yeah. I'll go ahead and give the rest of my top 25. I kind of ranked them out. It's Like I said, it's more important about the tiers for this because I, I think there's some girls who are just way too close to call where it's like really just kind of a toss-up. Um, whether I go, you know, 
15th or 13th or 17th, you know. And so my next tier has uh, Lila Binsky, Tessa Valdivia, Madison Holsey, uh, Molly Rogan, Kaylee Hatley, Marissa Dick, Claire Smout, Emily Dixon, and Claire Ayers. That's my 11th or 19th. That's all one tier. And like I said, like Claire Ayers could go 11th, and I wouldn't be surprised at all, even though she hasn't quite had the season we would be expecting her to have. Um, and then my last tier has uh, Marty Height, Camilla Roy, McKenna Butler, Chloe Hirschnow, who you know, has really been struggling the last it's districts and sectionals. Uh, she had a little bit better race at sectionals than she did districts, but it's still pretty worrying um, for her and for her team there. But I do still have her going in the top 25, uh, then followed by Elizabeth Stinson and Emma Puitz. I think, I think Hirschnow said she had, like, poison ivy or something like that. Really? Or, like, messed with her. Yeah, that, I'm uh, sure that would. Um, after last week, I think she just had, like, a bad day. So, yeah. yeah. So hopefully she's 100%, you know, because if she is, then she's a top 15 girl, I think, for sure, if not top 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, ready to move on to the team side of things? Yes. <laughs> Pretty interesting, I guess. Okay, yeah, so I'll just, I'll, I guess I'll give mine right now. Um, yeah, I think, God, oh, I, I, this, this is like the hardest part of being the webmaster right now. It's like trying to figure out what's what. Yeah. But I will say this, um, I think it's, I think it's Ray Peck. I think it's Ray Peck for the win. Um, I mean, with, with uh, it, I mean, if you're right that Miranda Dick and Mackenzie Stucker go three four, uh, I don't see Marissa Dick finishing lower than thirtieth. And then Lorena Mitchell and Graceland Koth had uh, really good races at district, so that leads me to believe that they could really show up at state if they needed to. Um, so they could potentially put their five in the top fifty. <clears throat> Excuse me, um, and they could and they could probably go ahead and win it because I mean they've they've beaten Lee Summit West twice now. Uh, head-to-head, and they handled West Plains. Now, Mia Harris wasn't running at sectional this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, probably just a rest, you know, trying not to maybe have a relapse of an injury or whatever it was um, ahead of the state meet, so put Mia, Mia Harris back in there. Um, I think West Plains is, is still formidable. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with Blue Springs South second. Um I think I'm gonna. I think I'm actually gonna jump Lee Summit West back up to third now, uh, which pushes West Plains back. But I actually have Parkway West fourth. So I have my top four teams in Class Four girls: Ray Peck, Blue Springs South, Lee Summit West, and Parkway West, with uh, West Plains getting fifth. Wow. Uh, wait, what do you have for your teams? All right, so yeah, I have Ray Peck winning also. It's just, I really like those two straight head-to-head wins over Lee Summit West. Um, but I think Lee Summit West will be second. I think it'll be pretty close. Um, um, this time, I picked against the low split that Lee Summit West has. Wow. Which I didn't like doing, but I did anyways because I like the like, one-two punch that Ray Peck has. And then in third, I had Park Hill South. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know why. I just do. 
<laughs> I actually yeah, that's that's definitely yeah. I mean, that's definitely interesting because Park Hill South did beat Blue Spring South on Saturday. Yeah, I think um, that was yeah. most of the reason I did. Yeah. But... Yeah, I still like Blue Spring South uh, to get to get second though to bounce back. Yeah, I think Park Hill South's five and six would really have to come come up strong and state to to do that. Um, I'm not entirely sure that will happen, but I do have Blue Spring South fourth, so I still have them podium, but. I don't know. I just want to put Park Hill South third, but I could honestly see it going either way. Yeah, I actually, I also have actually have Park Hill South third. <laughs> um, I just because that, that district performance, and they wasn't you know just like by a couple points, they beat them pretty handily. Um, you know, which isn't to say that Blue Spring South is has no chance, but it's pretty convincing. It's definitely a pretty convincing faction, I should say. Um, right. I could find my. I had I had a virtual meet where I had all sixteen teams, but I can't find it now. I think I might accidentally exit out of it. But uh, yeah, so I went uh, Ray Peck number one, uh, Lee Summit West number two, uh, Park Hill South number three, and Parkway West number four, and then Blue Spray South number five, right on the bubble. Although I do think it'll be very very close. Yeah, I, I think I have Park Hill South. You know, I I could definitely see them, you know, getting up in there. But I I I have them sixth. Yeah. Uh, you know, last year, you know, God, everybody forgets that last year they were first at the three mile, um, and then just couldn't finish it off and got and got fourth. So with Emma Roth actually like higher than nineteenth, which is what their number one was last year, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely possible. And especially just seeing that they did beat Blue Spring South, I just I guess I just like the body of work that Blue Spring South has put together this year so far. No, they've been um, awesome. Yeah, I think just the total like the total body of work, and yeah, most of their PRs are from Chili Pepper, if not all of them. Um, but I think with especially if Hodling is you know if Hodling's third, um, you know they go one three. Uh, I, I think that I think that they would probably be second um, in that one. So for I guess the girls race is actually a little bit like I don't know I guess I'd say the girls race in class four is like less of a, a head scratcher than the boys. I would, maybe I, I would definitely agree. But one last thing to too about the girls the girls team race is Washington. Yeah, can't we can't go without mentioning them for sure. And, and we and yes we have forgotten to mention Washington up to this point. Um, it is important to note that they are still you know. They're still there, and they were my they were my preseason number one, um, and they beat Parkway West at district, and they got second uh, on Saturday, and Claire Ayers is back. Um, Morgan Holdmeyer was she did her thing, she did the thing she did last year again too yeah where she was like where she was like tenth at district or whatever, and then she was fourth at sectional, and then she was eleventh at state. Mm-hmm. I think I think this year she did it again where she was like 11th at district and I think she got 11th or 12th at, at sectional <laughs> and uh, I mean that's setting her up probably to be on the bubble of that top 25 to 30. Um, and Mia Reed is your when Mia Reed is your four, you're in good shape. Now the only thing that's going to be a key is that is that one of their top five, one of their five, six, and seven steps up. Mm-hmm. Um, because what's really unfortunate is that Anna Solentrup, for whatever reason, just just hasn't 
you know, been been where we thought she would be. Um, and Colleen Kuchum's having to step up again as that five. So it could, it could very well be a West Plains uh, boys situation, which we're going to talk about next. Yep. All right, and so without further ado, we'll move on to the class four boys. Um, Wait, why don't you go ahead and start with your let's go do your top five uh, individual boys first. All right, so I have Victor going first, um, followed by Riddle. Um, I don't know. Victor does have a head-to-head over Riddle this year, and I've just kind of been leaning Victor all year. Um, I just don't think Riddle has the stuff right now to beat Victor. Riddle did actually PR at Districts, so that was nice to see, although it was on Camden, which we've talked about before, which is crazy fast. So he has lowered his time to 15-13. But anyways, I have Victor first, real second. I have Chandler Gibbons third, and I have Nassim um, fourth. So I just had the four sectional champions um, going one through four. All of all of the sectional champions won by a pretty pretty good margin. I think three of them won by twenty, and like one of them won by like ten seconds. Um, but then in fifth, I had Oakley Housechild. So. Yeah. yeah. I asked uh, I asked this question before we got started here, and Kyle was pretty confident in his answer, but I don't think I got an answer from Wade. Uh, Wade, do you think that uh, Victor will break the state record that Heidman set last year? I'm not quite as confident as Kyle. I'd put it at about 99%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think he can do it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kyle, before this, said he was 100% sure he's going to do it. I'm a little... A little more skeptical just because a race that good is, you know, isn't rare for Victor. To hit every race he runs has so far this year has been incredible and up to that caliber. But there's always a, I don't know, a decent chance that some just something goes wrong or you're not feeling 100% that day or, you know, whatever happens. Or, uh, one in- interesting thing to note um, that I talked about again beforehand was um, if you compare the mile splits of Victor from earlier at Capital City and Heinemann from last year at State, they were actually dead even at the three miles, and Victor was actually ahead of him at one, mile one and two. Um, but uh, Victor ended up being six seconds slower because Heinemann kicked the last 200 meters in in 27 seconds. So uh, for this to happen, I think Victor will have to – I don't think Victor quite has that uh, that kind of speed in him as Heinemann does. You know, we saw Heinemann dominate in – Class four, uh, I'm sorry, class five track last year, just you know, whatever different four by eights and eight hundreds and all that stuff. Where you, you could see his just incredible kick. So I don't think Victor quite has that in him. Uh, he'll definitely have to come through the three mile, probably five seconds faster than uh, Hyman did last year for us to see that. I think, which isn't isn't impossible, isn't, isn't crazy at all to think that he would. Uh, yeah, Kyle, what do you have for your the rest of your top five? Uh, sorry, your top five. All right, so now this is the great debate, right? It's it's the great debate. McGetchy versus Riddle. <laughs> um, I, I, I think it is a great debate because now, now we're looking at, so, you know, the first weekend of the season, McGetchy ran 15-11 and Riddle ran 15-16. Mm-hmm. Now, since then, Magetche has run 15 in the 1520s a couple times, including once on the state course, which is why I say I am 100% certain that he is going to break it. Um, and now Riddle has run successive weeks under 1530. Um, yeah. Once on Raypack and then once again at Camdenton. Now, 
Ryan Riddle, as I've seen, I've only seen it in pictures. I haven't actually seen him run a cross-country race this season, which is a very unfortunate thing um, about being on this side of the state and then not coming to Forest Park. Uh, So I have not seen Ryan Riddle run a cross-country race yet this season. But from what I've seen in pictures and what I've heard from people, that dude likes to take it out like a bat out of, you know, hell. (laughs) Uh, So... If he takes it out in 4.45, let's say, and Mugetche says, okay, sir, let's go, they come through the mile in 4.45, who's to stop them from coming through the two-mile in about 9.45? Now, if they come through the two-mile in 9.45, 9.50 range, now they're on track to run, you know, 14.45 to 14.50, through three miles and that's that's close that's gonna make it close yeah for sure um you know now you're talking about a 1525 to 1530 just for reference let's see i'll pull it i'm pulling this oh whoops so just for reference uh heineman last year came through 451 first mile not crazy fast had a pretty good pack there with him victor and a couple other guys then 950 or uh, Clayton Adams was actually in first of the two mile with a 953 behind him is right next to him. Mm-hmm. And then Hyman came through three at 1455. So I think they'll definitely have to be like 1450, 1448, nine, somewhere in there uh, for them to, for either one of them or both of them to break the record. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, so if they go through in 14.45 through three miles, or if they go through in 9.45, 9.50, and that's the thing too, like, I mean, you got to remember that both, the, both of these guys, their coaches are intelligent men. Yep. Frank Alec uh, has coached numerous state champions now uh, between Stephen Magetche and Simon Bolette. Yep. Um, so he knows what he's doing. Um, Blue Springs also is coming off of a state title in track. Um, so... Like I said, he knows what he's doing. Uh, Dustin Miller as well. Um, right, Dustin Miller? Yep. From Web City? Yep. Um, I know that. I know his son is – I know he's had like – I think he's had children running. I wanted to make sure I got the name right. So Dustin Miller from Web City uh, has also had very solid teams the past couple of years. Yep. So both of these coaches know what they're doing, which means both of these guys are going to be in peak shape on Saturday. Now – that means these two guys in peak shape, both guys sub 9.15 two-milers, both guys sub 4.15 or 4.18 in the mile, both of these guys with wheels for days. I mean, I don't see how it's not how 15.20 is, is, is not run by at least one of them on Saturday. So, that being said, I think McGetche still wins. And I think Riddle is going to be just behind him. I think it's going to be another five seconds, another five-second victory. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, after that, I have I, – I, I think I have Chandler Gibbons getting third as well. And like I said before, uh, I think I said it on the last podcast, Chandler Gibbons is built like a linebacker. I mean, this dude is, like, so strong. He did – I don't know what he was doing – uh, since last year, but if you look at pictures from the state meet last year and you look at pictures of him now, I mean, 
the dude hit the weight room. Um, or he was like just, you know, chucking hay bales or something like that. I don't know what he's doing. That's probably more likely. Missouri. I think he's going to put, uh, yeah, I got Gibbons third. I got Ben Stasny from West Plains fourth. Um, and I got uh, Oakley Hosschild getting fifth. All right, I do have one thing that could put a damper on this. Um, right now it says, weather-wise, we're looking at 40% chance to rain on Saturday. And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in the morning. So Yeah, well, the class the class four race is at like one. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, it's not. in the afternoon. It's the, I think it's like the last race of the day or second to last race of the day. All right. So it may, will probably be clear for this, but you could see some, you know, muddy trails or something like that. Maybe it could be a little torn up. By yeah, then. if it that's, does that's rain, yeah, I mean, there's, there's going to be like 450, 500 people before that might tear it up. Yeah, so you know, hopefully 40% chance isn't super likely, but definitely could happen. That's one way I guess it could go could, could go sideways. Uh, did you, sorry, did you, you run out of your top five, didn't you? Yeah, I had uh... – Gibbons three, Stasny four, and Hosschild five. All right. So I'll go my, give my top five. And here's kind of where it shows like how, I don't know, volatile I guess this whole thing could be. Um, I'm going with Victor one, Riddle two. Then I'm going with Stasny three. Uh, I'm going, then I'm going with Nassim four, and Koster uh, five. Kester. Oh, oof. Yeah, you, t- you said that last week that, you wouldn't, that you're predicting him to go three. And so, you know, I saw the sectionals race as more of a good uh, Nassim race than a bad uh, Kester race. And so that's why I kind of booked them up there. Yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying there. Um, and I think if Kester would have won sectional, I think if Kester would have went under 16 at sectional, I would have I would have pegged him to be in my top five. Mm-hmm. But now I'm a little bit more conservative. I, I mean, I still have him in my top ten pretty easily, but mm-hmm. – um, yeah, I'm a little skeptical about top five now. Yeah. Uh, it's just what, I don't know the course or anything like that, but it doesn't seem like a crazy fast course by any means. It's not. It's, it's actually very, very, very comparable to state. Okay, yeah. And so, I mean, with Nassim going sub-16, you know, Kester around the bubble, you know, I don't know. So, I'm, gonna go, I'm putting a little more faith in them, I guess. Oh, uh, wait, who you got for a six or ten? So, six, I have Kevin. Because I doubted him a couple weeks ago, and it bit me in the butt pretty hard. Um, (laughs) Don't forget about that. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not going to let that happen again. Um, I don't know. Maybe he'll just find a different way to prove me wrong. We'll see. But then I have Ben Stanley. Maybe he'll win. Yeah. Uh, If he does that, um, I'm just going to quit making predictions. Kevin, if you win, we'll buy you a steak dinner. All three of us will go out (laughs) with you. Um, I, we won't be home probably to like, we'll, we'll be there like a state track and we'll buy you a state dinner after your race. <laughs> For sure. But yeah, behind Kevin, I have Ben Stasny. Um, I don't know what to do with him. West Plains always confuses me. They're really yeah. good. Um, as we've seen, but I definitely think a West Plains runner will be seventh, but I don't know if he'll be Ben. <laughs> Could be any. I hate how they can do that. Yeah. Hi, Ben. I have McCracken. I think he's officially um, on the mend. I think he's coming back. I have him going eighth, right behind his teammate Ben Stasny. I have Ben Burnett going ninth, and Ryan Flood tenth. So, 
Uh, I thought about putting Hutchinson in there, but his PR is from Southern, and he just ran Camden and somehow didn't PR, so I just don't trust him enough to put him in my top 10. That's fair. Uh, Kyle, who do you got in your 5 through 10? Or 6 through 10? Uh, all right, so I think I'm going to go with... Um, I think I'm going to go with Nassim at 6. Okay. And then I'm going to go with Kester at 7. Um, and then I'm going to go with... I think I'm still going to go with Hutchinson at 8. Uh, and then... Yeah, I like... Uh, I like Tom Seitzer um, at 9 from Rockhurst. And I want to put Jacob McCracken 10. I also want to put Harrison Brown at 10. And I also want to put Ryan Flood at 10. <laughs> um, Too many guys to put at 10. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I'm just doing a top 10 right now, those are three guys who I'm kind of wafting on right now. Um, I think I'm going to leave Harrison Brown out, though, and I think I'm going to put Ryan Flood 10. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so mine's fairly similar. Uh, I went... My six through ten is Oakley Housechild six. I put Tom Seitzer number seven. I think I got, I got bit by uh, Rockers last year, uh, not thinking they would you know really show up, but they did. And even though their PRs weren't uh, the season best, weren't quite as fast as everybody else, they still just killed it at state. And so I'm not gonna let that happen again. I'm putting Tom Seitzer at number seven. I'm putting I'm actually putting Chandler Gibbons number eight. I just I, don't, I always have trouble with that, trusting guys who uh, you know their best time by a good margin i think is a really really fast course and i think that i think everybody i put ahead of them is really talented and probably gonna get ahead of them and so i put ryan flood number nine and i put peter campbell number 10 he's been pretty dang close to tom seitzer all year so i'm not gonna predict them to those two straying too far away from each other uh and then i have ben burnett number sorry i have ben burnett number 11 and that that's i have three through 11 as its own tier so there's just tons of guys right there who i think could you know, being anywhere from third to eleventh. Yeah, Ben Burnett had a really big day at sectional. He did um, breaking up that West Plains pack. Uh, that was really impressive from him. Um, just, I, I definitely think he'll be. He's definitely a top twenty guy, uh, no doubt. For sure. Um, I'll actually carry on and finish up my top twenty five since I went ahead and did that. Twelfth. Uh, well, here's the sec- here's the next tier. Uh, Ethan Hutchinson, Nick Warman, who definitely deserves some praise for showing up in these districts and sectionals. Uh, right, right. Awesome. Uh, Andrew Lofgren, I think he's going to be Parkway West uh, top guy. I have Jacob McCracken 15th. It's kind of like a safe bet, I think, just you know, where he's not completely back, but he's not where he was, not as like far back as he was. You know, I guess he was around that last year, but he's only about where he did last year. That's kind of what I'm predicting. And then I have Harrison Brown 16th. Um, and then 17, I have 17 through 25. It's one big tier. Even you could throw in some other guys from 26 to 30. I have the uh, Marias, uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle Anderson, Blake Selm from Parkway West. I think those guys are going to be bunched up together to somewhere. I'm not quite sure where, but I'm putting them 17th through 19th right now. Uh, then I have Eli Guzman, uh, Tyler Rodvelt, Andrew Connor, Caleb Boys, the fourth uh, uh West Plains kid coming in uh, in the top 25 here. And then I uh, have Zachary Grover and Jimmy Dietrich rounding up my top 25. Also, you want to look out for uh, 
Kish, Christian Baker, uh, Cole Beefmeyer, the, the, any of the Slew boys, really, it seems like. They've had a big old uh, mob of them down in the, at the top of a sectional, uh, their sectional. Uh, Brennan Cruz, Nicholas Under, and Ian Buffington, all guys you definitely need to watch out for as well to break in that top 25. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Class 4, is, is uh, as, as it has been in the past couple of years, it's it's star-studded, and there's going to be some guys who get shafted, um, don't get that top 25. Uh, you know, I always I always feel bad for whoever gets 26, and I always look at that, and I'm like, God, I hope they're not a senior. Um, yeah. Because that's just the worst. I mean, I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely, I would say, 35 to 40 guys who are, who are deserving um, for sure. of all state this year. Uh, let's move on to. Oh, sorry, do you have anything on individual? No, I don't think so. I think that's all I got. But all right, let's wrap the sucker up and uh, go to our teams. Wait, what do you got on the team side of things? I chose West Plains to win, which probably isn't a shocker to a lot of people. But I really just hated on class four, second three, the rest of these rankings. Um, they had a few teams up towards the top in the virtual meet. I like that. Um, I put Parkway West second because that 13 second split is ridiculous, and they did pretty well at, di- at sectionals with it. Um, I have no idea how you have a 13 second split like that. That's <laughs> stupid. But um, their fifth guy was 11th at their sectional meet, and that's just really impressive. Um, I think if just a couple of those guys can like pick it up and pick up a few more, few more uh, places, a few more seconds, they could put together a really great performance. Um, behind them, I have Lafayette. They have a low split, kind of. It look it looks huge compared to Parkway West, but still pretty decent. And they've just consistently been pretty good um, these last few years, just being able to keep um, producing more runners. I like them to be third. Um, they did lose to Parkway West at sectionals, so they definitely won't have a chance of beating them. But I put Rockhurst fourth at 24 seconds split at sectionals. And I think um, I think their fifth guy has been improving all season. Um, make a case for like, I don't know, what was it Lee's Summit West and Web City or something like that? Yeah, for sure. But I think those. I think those just sectional times are like super inflated because I can't do the course. I think these teams put together similar times uh, and of course they might not be as as fast but so that's who i like to get podium spots all right kyle who do you got okay so it, it's i think it's going to be very 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 close um again this year and i am picking my boys i love them i love talking to them during interviews uh big fans parkway west um I just kind of, uh, I, I did some like, you know, scratch, raw score, math kind of stuff. And basically what's going to happen is I got Parkway West winning, but I got them winning by like five points over wow. West Plains. And the problem with West Plains is, is they're number five. Now, if that kid shows up, then West Plains is going to run away. But, uh, not even being in the top 30 at the sectional meet, you know, not, not even breaking 1640 on Camdenton. That's terrifying. Um, I mean, you got four guys who are going to be in the top. 
I would say top 25 at least, um, with three of them being in the top 15 probably. Um, and you're and your five is going to score something like 50 to 60 points. That's terrifying. Now, I did the math, and they could still pull it off. Now, let's say, for instance, now based on, you know, if I put Stasny four and uh, uh, Hutchinson eight, and let's say McCracken scores like 12 to 15, um, and let's say Caleb Boy scores 20 to 25. Now, even if, West Plains number five scores between 50 and 60. They could still score 90 points and win, like 94, 90 to 94 points and still win. But if he's if, if everybody's at that higher range, like Hayes is like 60, they're going to score 104, and I think Parkway West is going to edge him out. Parkway West, I have them going 14, 17, 18, 21, 30. Um. And I think that makes I think that makes their number one in that seventeen to twenty range, uh, because the individual finishers that will be ahead of him, which won't be very many. Um, you're talking about like Kester and Gibbons and like Ryan Flood. I mean that's that's probably that's probably gonna be it. But um, so they'll score anywhere between ninety to hundred points, and I think it's gonna be I think Parkway West is gonna I think they're gonna hold on uh, for the win. West Plains gets second, and uh, after that, uh, like uh, like Rockhurst, I like Rockhurst at three. I think it's going to be a, a, a toss up here as well. I want to put Blue Springs four, but I think that since I, I think they're kind of like West Plains in that, like. They have a they have a solid group of four, but obviously not as fast. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the top two guys in the top five, but I don't think they're gonna have two guys. I don't think they're gonna have four guys in the top forty. Um, I think McLean and Coburn will be somewhere between forty to forty-five, uh, and then I don't think their five is gonna be able to pull it together for them. So I think Blue Springs gets fifth. Um, maybe fourth, mm-hmm. but also because Liberty didn't make it through their sectional, that really throws a wrench in everything. Um, so I like Lafayette fourth. Yeah, it's funny. We, <clears throat> we all have the same top four here, uh, just slightly different order for each of us. Uh, and we all came to these conclusions on our own, so that's... I don't know. I guess it shows how uh, may not, it's not, but that's not, that's a weird thing. It's not even super clear that that's the top four since you know Blue Springs, like you said, could definitely jump up there if they're if they have a third guy who really you know shows up like they did at districts or like they did at Rim Rimrock or you know even at least on the West who put together a nice string of races here in districts and sectionals could definitely show up. Yeah, and the thing with Blue Springs is if if, if only if even only one of those guys is in the top thirty between Calvin and McLean then they could be even as high as two. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, so I'll go ahead and give my top four. Uh, I had West Plains number one. I just think they're going to have you know, uh, four guys in the top 20, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and put some faith in Dylan Hayes, which I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, and then I have Parkway West number two, although, like you said, it, it's probably 50-50 between those, those two teams right now. Who's going to win it? Maybe 
And then uh, I also went Rockhurst third because I like their other top guys, you know, Tom Seitzer, uh, Peter Campbell, uh, Andrew Connor. I think like having three guys in the top 25 is definitely a pretty good place to start off with. And then I also have Lafayette fourth. Um, so, yeah, with, like I said, Louis Springs on the bubble, Louis Summit West, uh, you know, Webb probably pretty far out there. They need some pretty big races from their fourth, from their fifth guy, basically. Um, but, yeah. I think I would put Slough High sixth. Yeah, I have them eighth. They're kind of in that mess of, like, Louis Summit West, Webb, Slough, where I'm not quite sure how to compare. Like, I just, I just really have a hard time uh, comparing Slough to anybody, I guess. Well, I think after like just the absolute beatdown they put on Rockbridge and Jeff City, mm-hmm. um, I think that it shows that like they're coming around at the right time. And uh, for sure, I mean they they the the beginning of the season you were like, man, I mean Slough High is just kind of meh, but uh, I mean with Hetledge and Burka, they're they're kind of like a they're kind of like a Parkway West, like your poor man's like Parkway junior. West, yeah, yeah, like a poor man's Parkway West, basically like. Their their top three boys are between sixteen twenty and sixteen thirty, um, and then their four and five are about sixteen forty sixteen forty five, mm-hmm. um, and even their six and seven are under seventeen too. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you know, they they could even just like mess around and, and get fourth too. So, <laughs> I think someone like Lisa West and Webb has a little bit higher ceiling, I guess, because they they're like one guy away from being like a top four team. Whereas like SLU is like everyone would need to run like twenty, you know, thirty seconds faster than like their PR would suggest. Right. I guess that's right. why I have them a little ranked higher. Uh, but yeah. Uh, any any closing thoughts on class for boys or state race in general or anything? Uh, if you're not excited, then start getting excited yeah. because <laughs> this is uh it's, it's going to be another exciting uh, weekend. <laughs> Uh, racing and uh, we though uh, well me <laughs> I uh, though I am anxious about it uh, I'm also excited to uh, to be there and be in that atmosphere and um, I'm ready to see some uh, see some people achieve some goals that they've been setting out uh, since the beginning of the year uh, since the beginning of their career you know um, it's one of those things where you know I always look back and like, man, I wish I would have been all state or, you know, I wish I would have done this or that. But I think just the experience of uh, being at the state meet is definitely something that um, you're never going to get uh, in anything. And, you know, it's, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to go to the state meet and run on this in this atmosphere um, on this, you know, historic course. So for those of you who have made it this far in, in, the, in the podcast and you're and you're nervous about the about the state meet on Saturday, just, you know, just enjoy it and you know, take it all in and understand that this is one of those things that, you know, not everybody gets to experience. So. Yeah. I definitely have to uh, echo that. Just, uh, yeah. Enjoy it guys. Thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, we're not quite sure what our plans are for the off season slash, you know, post state, uh, races. We'll see what we're going to do. Uh, it's been a fun season if we don't do anything else and, uh, yeah. Good luck to everybody out there.